0: One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor, and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible.
1: And we're live.
2: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. We were just talking about uh how everything's on our Technology in the home. Everything's on our phone now. So Smart you can homes. Tu- you can turn lights on and off yep. by talking to your phone.
1: Well, I don't talk to it. I I mean I could, but I don't I don't do that. You can cook your brisket by I talking. I don't want to give it. Siri my voice. <clears throat> That's just right out. Do you talk to Siri? No, I don't.
0: Sometimes. I'm not
1: into Siri or Alexa. <laughs> Sometimes I do, I do. But swipe of a finger I can I can turn on or off any light in my house right now. <laughs> I can uh, walk up to a switch
0: and turn on any light.
2: But if you're not off. at home, you yeah, cannot walk home. up to a switch.
0: If they're LED lights, and so I figure, what are you saving if they're on all day? And you save three cents. I don't know. It's it not nothing. It's not nothing, but it's not you know. Add yeah, <laughs> that up over the probably of but years. It's also something. I bet you the cost of uh, going with those fancy smart lights doesn't ever you don't ever pay for it. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but, but it, you're paying
1: for convenience. I'm curmudgeonly, apparently. When you convenient are getting and, out of hand right and now. And peace of mind. And when you know, other people in your house don't turn off lights, it's convenient. It was a bigger day when
2: it was incandescence. But. Those are going the way yeah. of the popo yeah. or the doo-doo bird or whatever. I don't know. Dodo. Dinosaur. The popo. Dodo. The police. I have a smart garage door
1: opener, so I know every time I get an alert when my garage door opens. And there's probably three or four times a day I'm thinking, why did the garage door open? Who opened
2: it? You talk to your phone and opens it too. Well, I could, but again, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but I don't, you have a to that, but...
0: <laughs> You really want him to be talking to
1: it all the time? Yeah.
2: He no.
0: just he, he controls it with his finger. He doesn't yeah.
2: have to speak to do it. Do you talk to your phone and then it writes you a sermon?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Not because that's, that's a right thing. Out. It is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's if, if that ever happens, to any
2: of us just fire us. Agree. If we do that, yeah, it's it's over with at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> How was <is> a scapoose? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I did listen to the podcast last week, and and so, uh, yeah, it was not in Scapoose. Okay. uh, Were you close to Scapoose? Nor Snohomish. I think that came up on the podcast. I think Jeff might have said that. Yeah. Skamania. Uh, Skamania. (laughs) Slovenia. Two different places. Slovenia. Yeah, so we went up to uh, Clealum, Washington. See, that that is a weird name, too. Right. It's probably a Native American name, I'm assuming. It sounds kind of Native-like. Okay. I didn't mean it. Uh, It Anyway, Central Washington, and uh, really beautiful up there. Uh, so we stayed a couple of nights in Cleellum and then we went to Stevenson, Washington, more mm-hmm. of a normal name, and that's where Skamania Lodge is. We had a gift certificate for there. How was it? Stayed a night there. It rained, but it was good. Good, good time away. And how was to, the How was the foliage? Uh, surprisingly, like it was kind of like New England, like what you would envision New England in the oh, fall. Yeah, there did. was lots of colors. I was really, I wasn't expecting that. It was really uh, unexpected, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we did spend a day in Leavenworth, Washington. If you haven't been to Leavenworth, like it's a cool, No, it's like there's there nothing been, going on there right it's now. It's like my wife's favorite But place. it's a cool, it's a Bavarian style town and just the setting of it is beautiful. And I would imagine like during Oktoberfest or Christmas would be a cool time to be there. Oktoberfest
2: is kind of the time to go. Christmas yeah. is too, because the whole town like dresses up. We yeah. went one year during Christmas time. It was like, I think the high in the four days we were there was like. Eighteen degrees, yeah. like it was freezing. It was a cold front, <laughs> but uh yeah, like cr- it looked cool. Yeah. But like you realize that once you start going into every shop, they're all selling the same trinkets. They are. It's a total tourist uh, trap. Were yeah. you
0: extra cold wearing your later hosen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, sir. <clears throat> we did Boy, go That, to that would be shops. a sight to see right there, it David. Would be. David wearing later hosen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We went into several shops that had later hosen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You see I I've been to the Mount Angel Oktoberfest before and people are sporting the the garb. Yeah. The, the official I guess outfit of the Oktoberfest people. But yep. never crossed my mind to buy that or
2: put it on. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know, know what
1: people think that do that. No. No.
2: Yeah, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to one of our listeners today. Oh. Go mm-hmm. for it. Jay McCarthy, you are the man. Dude's been with us for forever. Yeah. Over from New Jersey. Sent me Since a dealio today, text saying that uh, he wanted to come on and talk about 90s music today. Would that be okay? Wow. And uh, it might be difficult to do, from New Jersey, but uh, <laughs> it made me think, like, this dude's been listening to everything, tuning in and everything yeah. from the beginning. So. Very cool. Jay, you're the man. Appreciate you. <laughs> and he's going to dress up like a shark for Halloween, he said.
0: So should we start with Nirvana? <laughs>
2: I'm just <kidding>. Start with... <laughs> I shouldn't even say it. We got to say it now. <clears throat> well, I was gonna say Sublime. I just don't want people to go listening to it. I've never heard of that band. Dave. Come on now, yeah, yeah. You're a pastor. You've never <laughs> heard of that. What are we band.
0: talking about today, Chad? <laughs>
1: <laughs> about the magnetic fields. I, I was, I was going to do Guns and Roses for the record, but
2: whoa, well, nineties. They are. I mean, it started we in the would 80s, call that we would call them eighties, but they were okay. They were still they there. Peak in the nineties. The yeah. They peaked in the nineties. I thought they oh, started right. going downhill yeah. in the nineties,
1: <laughs> rolling downhill. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, we'll do that. We'll, we'll have it that up. discussion on the 90s podcast with Jay, <laughs> <laughs> if and when that ever happens. All right. Um, also, I so listening to last week's podcast, I have to defend myself here for a moment. Oh. Uh, caramel macchiatos are awesome. <laughs> Wait, what are They're we awesome. doing? Iced
0: caramel macchiatos. We <clears throat> were talking about sipping coffee in church, <clears throat> and I was making the point, part of it depends on what kind of coffee you're drinking. Uh, yeah. If you come in with one of these, you know... Foo-foo drinks. Fancy something. pants. Nancy boy drinks. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I didn't say, did I call you
1: out? No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh, but, but I knew what you were talking about. <clears throat> I didn't I mention you by going. name. So you're well, saying
2: that's like the equivalent of the abomination that causes desolation in the midst of the temple? <laughs> if someone walks in with something like that, it's yeah, that's I, I pretty bad. Know. I disagree. That's pretty bad. Yeah, I disagree. You yeah. want to talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: I tried to not call you out, so. It's I, not I, my I really? You're where the where one you who just said you did that. No, I mentioned... Those those types of drinks, I didn't say he was a fan of them. But when we stop for coffee someplace, you know, we'll get like a pike. I'll put a little cream in mine. I mean, I'm not above. I'm not saying I'm, you know. But Chad will go for the full-blown. I can't even pronounce these
1: drinks. So Macchiato. It's not wow. hard to say. Yeah. It's dulce de leche with espresso on top. Mm-hmm. You're not, I rest my case. I don't help, even know you're what you're that is. Yourself. I prefer a macanudo. Sweet caramel milk yeah. with espresso on top. So you get the sweet and you get the bitter. Okay, they're they're awesome. All right.
0: Anyway, <laughs> it wasn't you that was eating the cinnamon roll, so that's the no, that's The best it, part. <laughs> it was not
1: me, but but I was preaching when the eating of the cinnamon roll happened. You had to witness oh, it, uh, really? and I did witness the eating of the cinnamon roll yeah. from the pulpit mid-sermon. Yeah, yeah. And it so, must have been good. I, uh, <laughs> I I won't I won't say which Lutheran it was <laughs> that did that but yeah but oh the humanity I don't think to we have, have a lot watch. of Lutherans in our midst so have it might not be dag- hard of to Lutherans. figure <laughs> out who it was
0: I also didn't call that person out on purpose yeah. cuz I'm a nice guy or I try to be Yeah and
1: I think we have two Lutherans in our midst Code one name, male Vicker. one female and it wasn't the female <laughs> Lutheran it was the male Lutheran I'll we'll leave it at that
2: Yeah Yeah it wasn't the Victress. <laughs> this is the big core. <laughs>
1: All right, anyway, <laughs> should we get into our topic yeah, let's today? Do, let's do something. <laughs> okay, please. okay. Um, so recently, and so my, my most recent sermon was pretty heavy on, um, you know, what Christ has done
2: for us. So this is penance, what you're doing today. Like yeah. you feel, I don't gi- know if I'd you feel penance. genuinely guilty about what you did. Do you? I don't feel guilty
1: about it at all. Chad's um. an antinomian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chad's antinomian.
1: We'll we'll have to define that in a moment for those that may not. No be familiar third use with for you. Um, rightly, I think, heavy on what Christ has done for us, and I, and I just you know I made a comment in uh, in the sermon both in Lapine and in three R that. Um, you know, our text didn't take us to obedience, and so I wasn't going to go there in that particular sermon, and we'd save it for another time. Well, here's here's another time. Thought it'd be good to unpack on the podcast. Um, you know, our be our obedience to Christ does does matter. Uh, maybe not in the way that a lot of
2: people might think it matters. Did you get like an email on this or something? No. no. So this is just your own internal it's just guilt. Maybe,
1: just it's not guilt. It's just me being <laughs> okay. thorough. <laughs> okay.
2: Because <laughs> usually it's someone on the outside that's like, "Where's the balance?". Like, bring the balance. Yeah, you know?
1: no, I I think we, we rightly need to understand that, that, you know, the message of the gospel is not what we do for God, but what he does for, for us in
2: Christ. That it's F-R-E-E, free. Yes. Free. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Because you don't want people to R-U-N-O-F-T <laughs> with the wrong idea. Run, yeah. Run off. R-U-N-N-O-F-T run into
2: heresies, <laughs> into works. Over other quote, yeah, okay. No, I I would say that uh, there's
0: a people are hardwired to a works righteousness mindset. That makes sense to us when we hear something that's that's not that. When we hear that there's nothing for us to do, um, I think it it can you know just it seems wrong. Doesn't sit right with people. Seems wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's I mean that that is a
2: stumbling block of Christ, right? To the Jew is like that. That what he's doing is. Like, apart from all these things you thought you had to do.
0: Yeah. And, like, people didn't get it. They didn't comprehend it. I saw, I heard a guy one time said it's embarrassing to come with empty hands. Yeah, you know, and, and if if we if we come to God with empty hands, it just seems like well I, I should bring something. Yeah, at least <laughs> let me pay the tip. Yeah, right? and we do right. bring something. you brought it out in your sermon. We've said it before. Like that, yeah. what we bring to the party is sin. Right. Yeah. Um. You <laughs> know, right? we, we bring the mess. It ain't great. <laughs> it does
2: take both us and God. We did yeah. the sinning. You did yeah. the saving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is <laughs> synergistic
0: in that sense. We bring the sin. Yeah. yeah.
2: He brings the righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. But
0: the idea of so, so the idea of cheap grace or easy believism, th- Those are the the things that will be leveled against somebody who's an antinomian, I guess, the, yeah. to, to, Do you want to define that? Define it. Yeah. It just basically means the idea that the Free law works. Yeah. The law, the law is bad. Um, that the law um, has no purpose no bearing. Yeah. in the life of a Christian. Yeah. So we, most people would say, even an antinomian would say that the law has a purpose in the life of a non-Christian. It's to convict them of sin and and to drive them to Christ. But they would say for a Christian, the law has no purpose at all. It doesn't belong at all. And, and, you know, that's when you're preaching grace, when you're preaching salvation is a free gift. People will say, well, you're an antinomian. And I don't think any of us are. We would just well d- define the uses of the I, law. I would, ar- I would
2: argue that I, I oftentimes will preach like one. And I could be accused of one in my preaching. And Again, I think you guys could do it. Sure.
0: Lloyd-Jones said, if you're <laughs> preaching the gospel, you will often be accused of antinomianism. And I think it's correct. I think if, if you're...
2: you're preaching a pure gospel, yes. it will sound like antinomianism. Yeah. Like it's it's Jesus plus nothing. Like no yeah. works on our end. No no obedience. Like we're not even going to like look forward to any of it. Like the obedience is that like we've we've fallen at the foot of the cross <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's our only hope, right? So it can sound, you know, antinomian, but yeah, like, so it's, so it's, a, a, it's law, like you were talking about just to, but it's also like, there's also like an anti-works thing that translates into um, the thinking of the believer for an antinomian. Like that's the part where I think it, it gets, maybe it can be heretical <laughs> is you're just going, works are actually bad. So, like, anything that might, like, well up within me to do of obedience or anything like that, it's it, I should actually almost deny that. At least this is what I've heard coming out of the mouth well, of sure. antinomians. Or that
0: or the, the, the other argument that you will get from people who have a problem with the idea of preaching grace is, oh, so you can just do whatever you want. You, you can live. No, that's the, that's, the, um, yep. yeah, that's the other side of that. Like, right. grace will cause lasciviousness <clears throat> or will cause you just to to run wild with whatever you want to do.
2: Yeah. Um, that's the that's the flashing danger sign yeah. of Antinomian. And I've actually
0: had a guy. I remember a guy came up to me afterwards. We were in the old building still, and he walked up and said, "You can't preach that way. Even though I think what you preached was correct, you can't preach that way. Or people will will live. They'll they'll, they'll think that they have a license yeah. to sin. You got to qualify it, however they want to. Yeah, yeah. And so you you need to bring balance into that. And it yeah. was like. You know, I think it's something we have to be mindful of all the time. But like on your sermon the other day, there was there was no balance per se, yeah. and so this is you know why you want to talk about right. it. But um, but it's always going to be a challenge when you're preaching the gospel. Well, the
2: gospel doesn't balance. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the go- The gospel is Im- perfectly imbalanced. Right, <laughs> it, it all tips to one side. So
0: well, and and the truth is, is that if we are preaching grace. That, that it's Christ's righteousness, and that's that's everything. It, it will actually do the opposite of what people are accusing us of, I believe. The exactly. grace is not passive. It will yeah. cause you to sin less. It will cause you to want to, to, to walk in obedience, not because we have to, but as a response, and that's the that's the, the grace right? of
2: God imparts new desires to us. Yeah. Absolutely. That makes us want to be obedient yeah. and yeah. walk in works that are pleasing to God. And that's the whole thing. But the gospel alone is just like, yeah, Christ for you, yeah. and that's it. And, and, and we get
1: this wrong. I mean, there are... We said know, we weren't going to say
2: anything today. <laughs> you and I are just running it, dude.
1: There are, you know, whole, whole denominations, you know, that, that you know, are, are built based on, you know, these kinds of things. And churches are filled with sermons of, you know, five ways to be a better this or better that. And, and you know, telling us, you know, here's what you must do for God. Right. Um, you know, the Christian bookstore, the, the books on the shelf that fly off the shelf are the, you know, the same thing, the five ways to be a better this or that, or to do this better, uh, because of what you guys already said that we're just kind of hardwired yes. that way. Like, just tell me what I need to do.
2: Yeah. Right? That's the appealing message like that, right. That we think like it makes us feel good about ourselves and it makes us feel like, I know no one wants to say <clears throat> it, but like we're earning right. our keep with God.
1: But the, we, we can yeah. quantify it. We yeah. can it. We can, at the it.
2: end of the day, say, okay, I did these, you know, eight things.
1: Or, yeah. you know, pat myself on the back and say, look, I did this. And I can quantify it and count it and say, yep. look, God, look, God, at what I've done. For yeah, I, I would
0: even argue that it's, there's a, I can see why pastors would want to preach that. Yeah. Because it's hard for us to quantify <clears throat> growth. Whereas if you preached moralism and you <clears throat> preach law to your congregation all the time, measure up, be better, try harder, start showing up to things. I mean, if you preach that way and demanded that, you would weed out a lot of people. Um, and you, and yeah, the people, the people that are actually you, yeah, saved. You, you would only have the serious Christians. you know. That's how we think. You'd yes. only have the serious Christians left. Yes. Um, but the problem with preaching that way is that you're going to end up with people that are filled with pride or filled with despair. Right. One of the two. Not people that are filled with Jesus. No, you're going to have right. people that are so proud to think, I can do this. I yes. got this. I'll, I'll measure up. Yeah. Right. And then you've got the other people that are, are like... But I would be. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't. A little more realistic. Realize I can't. Realize sure can't. Right. I'm filled with despair. I'm going to go. I'm going to leave now because you yep. know I'll I'll just excuse myself from this room because
2: I can't do it. Totally. Yeah. Which which speaks to the group that Jesus was harshest against, right? Yeah. Because this is what they did. This is how they right. lived. This is what they promoted. Right. The the Pharisees and the religious leaders were all about you and what you can do, and uh, that's why they rejected and, and killed the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's really no good news in, in that kind of a. There's like, no good news scenario, exactly. but it exactly. makes us feel good about ourselves. <laughs> it
0: does, yes. But at the end of the yeah. day, there's
1: not a lot of good news or hope. No, yeah. so no. So, so if you want to hear more about you know the, the gospel and God's free gift, listen. Go listen to Chad, listen sir. to last week's sermon, <laughs> uh, the last couple of weeks from Three R in Lapine. Pine. Uh, today, I want to just take us through a few uh, scripture passages and just unpack and let's see what the Bible has to say about uh, our obedience to Christ. Uh, so the first one uh, is First John. Three, twenty-three and twenty-four, and it says that this is the commandment that we believe in the name of the Son Jesus Christ and love one another, just as He has commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God and God in Him, and by this we know that, that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us.
2: All right, go ahead, Jeff. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so Brent, what do you
1: think?
0: <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it says the commandment is to believe and I think that there's, that's the key to this is that, um, some would try to say that that's a work. Um, I don't, I don't think it is, but, and there's other places to talk about the obedience of our faith. Yeah. Um, that just means to, to believe in who Jesus is and what he's done. That's what we're resting our weight upon. Right. Um, and, and and if you're doing that, if that's what we ground everything in, then, then what flows out of that will, will, you know, look
1: a whole lot different than my life before I did that. Right. and, and, like the call to belief, like it's a commandment. Like this is something that you must do, right? You must, you must believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we know where our belief comes from. Our belief, you know, faith is a gift, free gift of God, you know, to us, and so our faith originates with Him. At the same time, we're commanded here to believe uh, and to love <laughs> one another. Yes. Right.
0: Um, well, I, I would argue it's not just that that first belief of salvation, but it's it's an ongoing right. belief of believing the gospel, believing my, you know, my position in Christ because that changes everything. Well, that's what's Um, implied here. So the word,
2: the word abide. Yes. Is that, is that ongoing continuum, continuum. right? And and a continuum of what? Well, of, of believing in Christ for our salvation. Like that's, that's what it is. Right. And so you're, you're abiding in that, that faith that saved you. Right. But like you guys are saying, like, it's not, it's not passive. Like when, like when Jesus, um, did we did it, what he did for it like the gospel doesn't only take something from us that being our sins away it it imparts things to us too like it, it does both it right. both takes things away that shouldn't be there and it imparts things that need to be there yeah. what what's that well it's a it's it's new desires it's new passions it's it's for god rather than against god mindset and well even set. even the
0: paraclete yeah. the that, paraclete <laughs> he gave us the paraclete that we've been imparted by the presence of God and the Holy Spirit, um, that changes things. Yeah. You know, he had literally. to
2: go so that the Spirit could come, yeah. so yeah. that we could all have God with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and John says that that's how we know that the Spirit, because of the Spirit whom <laughs> He has given us, who has imparted to us the new desires that you talk about and yep. uh, mm-hmm. new ways of thinking and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Yep, yeah. Ephesians two eight to ten. So, so before this, in, in uh, the first few verses, before we get to verse 8, Paul's talking about how um, you know, we're sinners, uh, doomed to hell. God's free gift of grace has saved us. We can't boast in it. Um, and verse 8, he says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this not of your own doing. It's the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm. So so what 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 are we in terms of our obedience to Christ what what does that passage reveal
2: to us?
0: what, what you got there David <laughs> well
2: i I do like that we don't have to muster up or construct or come up with good works, right. right. I love the fact that that's again part of the package. that's part of what was imputed to us when Christ died for us, right. is good works. There's these things that he's already um, uh, fixed upon us to walk in. So then the obedience just becomes like, am I, am I going to walk in these things that are already there, already ready for right. me, or am I not? And um, the rad part is that the gospel causes us oftentimes to walk in these things. Sure. <laughs> like if, if we didn't yeah. have the gospel, we wouldn't be walking in gifts prepared beforehand. So I like the big thing for me here is I love that those things that I'm to be obedient with are things that that God has come up with and laid out in front of me. Right? right? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and we're saved not,
1: not as a result of our works, and so we're not saved because... Know, we're gonna be because we're going to be obedient. we're good enough. And we're going to walk in every one of these. Right. there, There's, you know, this line of thinking, and this, I don't want to delve too far, you know, into the weeds of a different conversation, but this line of thinking that, you know, would say that, that God looked down the, the corridors of time and saw that I would come to him, <laughs> that I would right. be obedient to him, and therefore he saved me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this passage just kind of blasts that idea out the door that we're not saved because of anything we've done. It's the free
2: gift of God. Yeah. We just right? went through this a few weeks ago, if you're interested in... In that,
1: yeah. What what would you say to the Christian who kind of spends much of their life thinking that God's mad at them because they screwed up?
2: <laughs>
1: say something to me.
0: <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's that's the 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 beauty of the gospel is that He has every right to be mad at us because we have screwed up. He should be. That, you know, He should be <laughs> mad at us, and yet in Christ He has. Um, you know, as far as the east is from the west that's how far he's moved our transgression from us so all of that got placed on christ and and that means that my standing before god now is christ's record and not my record yeah. and so this is the, you know, there, there's positional righteousness that we get to enjoy as Christians. Our standing before God when he looks at us is blameless, mm. perfect, because we're hidden in Christ. Mm-hmm. If, right. if you have that understanding of that positional righteousness, then practical righteousness is, is is doable. It's something that can flow out of this. I'm not, I've got a clean slate before God. I'm actually declared innocent, um, guiltless before him, and, and righteous now. So I, ha- I, have a, I have a new, I can walk in this new, you know, again, you're a new creation. You can walk in newness of life. And so it's a... It's just knowing that, believing that, with all your heart, I'm not. God is not mad at me anymore because Christ satisfied that. I'm not. His wrath isn't pointed at me anymore. God, you know, Christ satisfied that, so I get to walk in this new this new way now as an overcomer because Christ yeah. overcame. And that's yeah. Yeah.
2: this is this is why we need the first John passage so much that we read first. Yeah, like the the, the continual abiding in believing the gospel because yes. we're constantly going to be um, tempted to not believe it <laughs> because right right we we have to live with ourselves every stinking day, you know what I mean? And so it's really hard for us to to think that God's going to continue to strive for us and with us every single day in our shortcomings and our failures. And the gospel just says, like, yeah, he does. Like, he, he does stay with you. Every, like, it's finished. It's it's done with him, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: What, what do you think Paul means by, like, good works which God prepared beforehand?
2: Like what? What are? I thought I just the, spoke the, to that, Chad. You, we got to talk that's about it, it again,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're, that, you're up, Brent. That, that we should walk it. Like, what does it look like to walk in the good works? Be maybe that's the better, the better question.
0: I mean, I th- David, I think did speak to it, but it's it's that idea of, um, you know, it's worship. It's it's. Um, I think the next passage you're going to mm. look at kind of talks about this as well. Presenting mm. yourself as a living <clears> sacrifice. Um, that's what. I think obedience looks like for the Christian now is this this uh, you get to you get to walk in this new
1: you way. even you want get to, to yeah you yeah. Even want
0: to and it's not yeah. because you have to to get God's favor it's not because you have to to keep God's favor it's just a response to what He's done and and uh, you know the idea that we should walk in them it's it's what we should want it's what we yeah. should want to do every day now we still have to contend with our, our sin nature in the flesh and we're in this time between times where that's a real thing that that we have to deal with but again even like the passage I'm in on Sunday. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. That's the path to life. It doesn't make sense to us. Doesn't sound right. Sounds right. completely upside down and backwards. Come and but, die. But he's saying, when you do this, yeah. you will find life. You will find purpose. You will find joy. You will find satisfaction. It doesn't make sense, but it, man, it works when we do it. So
2: that's funny that that's his yeah. that's his campaign slogan. Yeah. Like like, come and <laughs> yeah, pick come up and this die. instrument of torture and <laughs> right. strap it to your back. Follow me. Where yeah. are you going, yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Who's coming? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. No thanks. And it's even more remarkable that anybody would say, I'm in, right? Well, that's why that's why it takes a supernatural work of God for any exactly. hand to go up. Yeah. yeah. Like it has to. Yeah. Like no one's going to, by their own free will, sign up for that. Right. That message. Right. Nobody. But if God gives us the revelation of what it actually is.
1: Then yeah. we can have some hands that go up.
2: Yeah, when, when God opens our eyes, right? The, the Bible
1: tells us that the the God of this age has blinded the minds of those who don't believe, mm-hmm. um, and, and it takes an act of God to open the eyes. And I'm going to preach on this this believe. Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, well, we won't go down yeah, that path get, any further. Don't I don't get, steal your thunder, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going next? Um, one more before the passage that Brent mentioned, oh, uh, Matthew 28. Um, there, there's an often overlooked, I think, piece of, of Matthew, mm. of the Great <laughs> Commission. Um, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And we, we tend to focus on that. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Father <laughs> and the Son, and of the Spirit. And lo, I am with you always. <laughs> and teaching them oh. to observe all that I have commanded. And behold, mm. not low. Where's that low? Is that old? Is that yeah. King James King, or New King James? Low, I am with you Stay all. Definitely King low. Uh, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. And we, we tend to just kind of gloss mm. over teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Mm. Yeah. Um, what what does that look like for us as pastors to teach people, uh, to teach our congregants uh, all
2: that God has commanded? I think it, first and foremost, it's going through all that God has said. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So like, that's kind of why we preach through books instead of just cherry picking. Sure. You know, it's like even, even the passages that we no. wish we could, we could skip over. Right. You know, because that, but that's what it looks like is that we're drawing attention to everything. Like even the things that are, yep, you know, that are hard to hear so that people can hear it all.
0: I would also just say this isn't like the old Testament law, this no. idea of, you know, te- make sure that like the Pharisees wanted to make sure that people knew God's commands. And they just impressed it on him constantly. Yeah. I think what Jesus is saying here is that there's His commands aren't burdensome, and when you think about what they are, one of them is, you know, the commandment of God is to believe in the Son yeah. that He sent. So belief is there. Jesus summed up the two commandments in, in the you know the most simplest terms for us: love God and love people. Um, and if we're if we're just focused on just these basic things, you know, it's like as a Christian. You're going to see, but but again, it's not like do this in order to get this. No, right. It's it's because you've gotten this. Totally. Now you get to do these things. Yeah. And there's life in them. There's there's no, they're not burdensome. They're actually life giving. Um, that they, they make like if if God were to lay out his blueprint for life and say if you want your building to look good and to to finish strong and to be you know live this way and we get to walk people yeah. through that.
2: That's um, what I, what I like about this. Like what you're saying is there's a natural progression of the the work of salvation happening into the discovering new things now as a result of that salvation. So it's all, it's almost like your, your instruction manual for life has changed. You've got a new pair of glasses. You've got a new pair of lenses that you're a whole new worldview. And like this manual now, like this whole set of, of information and instructions over here are going to help you navigate this newfound life. Right. And so it's not, again, it's not this, this burdensome dude, it's not duty. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's this thing that's just like oh now that your mode has changed here's a new instruction manual to accompany you that in that mode and sure. it's our job to make sure that they they get that yeah. and they read that this and they is, understand that's what I
0: love about David and the in, you know when he would like read Psalm one nineteen he he delighted. In these things, so yeah. duty wasn't in his mind. Right, <laughs> duty. Uh, it was delight. <laughs> I delight. Right I there. delight <laughs> to do these things. I delight to to walk <laughs> yes. in your ways. There's, you know, it's like you you've lit my path so that I, I can walk in mm-hmm. in this. You know, basically, you're. Yeah, I love your precepts. I love you your precepts. I love your. I've seen them work. They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's not because he had to try to. I want God to like me, so I better do these things. That wasn't in his mind. It was like God likes me. Yeah, and I've got this
1: relationship with my Father. I get to do these things now. It's delight. Right. right. So so much of Christian living is, is counterintuitive to to the natural person, yeah. right? That, that hasn't had a supernatural
2: intervention. Totally. Um, yeah, the things of God are stupid yeah. to someone who's unregenerate. Yeah, right? yeah they, they come across that way. First Corinthians one, like their their foolishness, yeah. because they're spiritually discerned. So you right. got yeah.
1: This is a silly analogy, but I've used it a lot over
2: the years. That uh, there's an episode of
1: Seinfeld where George, uh, you know, the quirky bald guy, like he spends all of his life, you know, trying to get a date. And one day he realizes, like, what I've been trying isn't working.
0: I've actually got this written in my sermon for Sunday. Yeah. No. Well, since I've already started, I prophetic. Guess I got to I go right finish it. Prophetic.
1: And and he realizes one day that his natural tendencies aren't aren't working for him to to get a date. And so he's like, I'm just going to do what comes opposite to me. Yeah. And he walks up to this girl at a restaurant. And he's like, Hi, my name's George. I'm 35. I live at home with my parents. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Uh, bald. And, and she's like, Okay. Like, and it worked uh, like, with you, with your money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of going against it. His natural, you know, tendencies. And I think the Christian life is, is can be that way yeah. that, you know, our natural tendencies seem obviously life. right to us because they're, they're kind of hardwired into us, but spiritual tendencies uh, don't seem uh, intuitive to us. They kind of go against the grain oftentimes of yeah. our thinking. Well, yeah. it's the upside down backwards nature of God's kingdom. It's,
0: it's, it's the upside down kingdom. You know, it's the Beatitudes. It's like, what? Or it's yeah. the come and die. Like, yeah. huh? The first shall be last. What are you talking about? Right. You know, this makes no sense. Right. And yet... When we do it, right.
2: it, it's... I mean, Paul says this clearly, life-giving. right? Like First Corinthians 15, like if the resurrection isn't real, which is every reason why the Christian does yeah. what he does and lives, then we're the most to be pitied. And we're the most to be pitied because the way we live and the things we do just seem dumb. Right. Like they just make no sense to, to the common person. Right. The commoner. It, it seems dumb to,
1: to like love your enemy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that seems... Completely counterintuitive, Counterintuitive. completely dumb. What what seems right to us is to retaliate against our enemy um, or even to take it further, you know, to go beyond retaliation so that our enemy doesn't come at us again. Like that seems right. But Christ tells us to love, love our enemy, and it's just the most unintuitive and difficult. Well, and again, thing we have we,
0: we have Jesus not just telling us these things, but living them out for us right, to no, follow. Right. I mean, He's done these things He's asking us to do, and and we saw the path He took that would have made no sense to us. You're going to do what? You're going to the cross to die, to suffer and die. I mean, that would like Peter even says that. You know, <laughs> far be it from you, Lord. Yeah. And he, and it doesn't make sense to us, and yet that was the path for us to all have salvation. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. God knows what He's doing.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so our our role, one of our roles as pastors is to teach people all all that God has commanded, and that that is part of making disciples. Mm-hmm. I think in this passage, we look at kind of the making of disciples as as you know primarily an evangelistic effort, but but it doesn't stop at the evangelistic effort. There's right. you know kind of kind of once people are brought in, once people come come to Christ, there's a teaching of, of obedience that that is also an ongoing. Uh, kind of a thing, and it's because you know if you're like me, like I need to be reminded about things all the time, and I need to be reminded often, like, oh yeah, this is this is Christian living and, and what it looks like. Um, but and part of it is also for us to to show them who they already are in Christ, to right. teach them to live
0: out who they already are in Christ by believing the, the stuff we've been talking about. Yep. That that's the the kind of the neat thing. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't doesn't take a whole lot of effort on our part. I mean, there's self denial, there's
2: there's sacrifice
0: or suffering and stuff like that,
2: but. Well, he's, he's, what you he's done the heavy lifting. It's <laughs> yeah. what you've already said. It's actually to to uh, have them see Christ more yeah. and more, right? Yeah. So, like, not yeah. just like the entry point of salvation, mm-hmm. but then they get to spend the rest of their earthly lives um, learning about that man right. and how that man lived. Which then, like, that's our our greatest like manual yeah. for yeah. living is just Absolutely. looking at Jesus. Even though we're not without sin like Jesus was, don't get caught up in that. But um, but yeah. At the end of the day, if we if we believe like the Bible tells us to that God is a
1: rewarder of those that seek Him, mm-hmm. then, then then we're going to live out you know we're going to live the way that He tells us that we ought to live because we believe that that there's there's an end game in this and that there's a reward at the end. Mm-hmm.
0: This is where that uh, Tullian, you can say his last name Chavijan, Chavijan, who was Billy Graham's niece, grandson. Uh, grandson or whatever. Anyway, yeah. he kind of went off the rails a little bit, but um, but I, I remember some of his teaching before all that happened, and it was very helpful. He talked about the difference between indicatives and imperatives. Um, Indicatives are like, this is who you are, imperatives, this is what you do. We want to focus as Christians on the imperatives, but if it's not rooted in the indicative, um, it it doesn't quite work. And so the power and the ability to do the imperatives is rooted in believing the indicative. So if we believe who we are in Christ, that this is true, that I am blameless and righteous and holy, now we get to move into these are ruining it.
2: Am I? What do you mean? This is absolutely Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. That, that, that's where we're going. We'll go. So this is, this is the segue. Oh, this is the segue. Yeah, sure. this is the segue. Good job, yeah, Brent. Yeah, perfect perfect exactly, segue. Good exactly job, what I was dude. Yeah. Duh,
1: David. Perfect segue. Jeez. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing
2: you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Yeah. So what we didn't read is the previous 11 chapters, yeah. right? which, which established the gospel. They established the indicative who, yep, we are, who we are, and then the conclusion to who we are because of what Christ has done starts in 12.1. And yep. Therefore, like the dip- I urge you. Yes. Yeah. In view of because, God's mercy, because of what Christ has yes. done for you and who you are now, I appeal to you by the merc- by the mercies of God. Present your body. So there's yeah. there's motive. There's like yeah. there's reason now, like justifiable reason, even desirable reason, right, to walk in obedience because of what He did first. Absolutely. Okay. And we're told that that that's our
1: spiritual worship. I think the New yeah. King James says reasonable. Worship, like a reasonable act sense. of service. I remember that yeah, one of the verses. It versions. just makes sense yeah. in light of what we have just learned, yes. right? Uh, that it's our worship. So talk for a minute about obedience as an act of worship. You were talking about this the other day, Brent.
0: Yeah, I just think it changes everything when you see it that way. It's not It's not a have to, it's, it's a get to. So yeah. um, when, you, when you switch that line of thinking to where I, I get to do these things yeah. um, because I just... It's, it's spilling out of me. I want to, it's, it's, I have this new desire. Like you. So the gospel about. changes that line. The gospel changes that. I, yeah. He's now giving me new desires. He's written his law in my heart. I, I get to walk in this newness of life um, as a new creation. And, and yes. so this is an exciting kind of a, I get to walk in obedience. I get to live differently um, in a way that honors him because, it, and again, if, if it changes to an act of worship, it's just, it, it removes that burden. Yeah. It's not a burden, you know, it's, mm-hmm it's kind of a fun thing to do. And there's life in it. It actually like propels satisfaction and joy and happiness yes. and all the things that we want in life. It actually is the key to that.
2: When we really yep. love somebody and really enjoy yeah. somebody and really appreciate what somebody's done, we have gratitude <clears throat> sure. toward that person. We want to do good things for them. Like Absolutely. that. that's human nature too. And so that's where I think the worship component becomes normal. And I can, I can see it happen in different ways in my Christian walk too. Like there's when, when I'm, Um, when I'm not like fascinated with God and I'm distracted by other things, I find my obedience wane. Sure. And I even start to look at it as, as duty and failure rather than worship. But when I'm enthralled with God and I'm immersed in the things of God and the word of God and the gospel of God, then I, my whole mindset toward being obedient changes and my right. ability to do so <laughs> so so like they're they're hand in hand right we don't just go like oh i'm gonna do this because this should be worship like it either is worship you know going into it or it's um something that we drag our knuckles into right you know so, right yeah
1: yeah in light of the gospel and i mean that that's the the right response to the gospel is the worship of god yeah right And giving our all um, to him and submitting to his rule and his authority uh, in our life. Well, uh, to me, this, this is
0: what the third use of the law is. I don't know how far we want to go down this road, but but um, some people believe there's two uses. We, I think we all believe there's three. Yeah. First use of the law is to, to show you know, non-Christians or, or anybody really. Convict that, people of sin. That yeah, convict yeah. them of sin, make sure that they know that they need a savior. Yeah. Uh, the second use of the law is this idea of civil, you know, that we want laws. We want like... Helps well, us live together. Laws yeah, just, in place just, just so, just so that you, don't have, you don't have San Francisco and yep. Portland kind of situations going yeah. on. <laughs> law is good. It keeps people from yeah. you know breaking into stores and stealing things yeah. and murdering it's, people.
2: And, so there's the civil benefit.
0: Yeah, so there's a civil benefit. And then yeah. the third use would be, For the person that is a born again Christian, where they get to glorify God and also love their neighbor Mm -hmm. um, by by following what God has laid out for His Word, not not a have to, but a get to, and we 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 get to walk in this way of of like the law is good in that sense. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. In that now I get to I get to glorify my my wonderful Father who loves me and who's given Himself for me, done so much for me. I get to do this thing that pleases Him, and and. You know, glorify him before my neighbors, and I also get to love my neighbor. Those are the benefits of the the third use, so to speak. And Um, I think
2: it's good for us to point out, too, just for clarification, that 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 doesn't mean a third use. What you just explained doesn't mean that we're under the law. We are not a people that are under the law. And this is where people start to get this mixed up and go, wait a second, you know. We're not under the law. We're under Christ. We're under the law of Christ, like— we're, we're under grace, mercy, new covenant, you know, um, but it's, it is still beneficial. Super. It actually, Christ actually made those things that are in the law beneficial right. to our hearts now in our lives, yeah. right? Um, beyond something that's just civil and outside of us, but something that like, um, that benefits us. In our our fellowship and worship with Christ by walking in these things Absolutely. in our own life and not so, doing them is detrimental. Not doing right. them is detrimental uh, not, to not, us and the people around us.
0: Not not to our yeah. our standing with God, yeah. but to our relationship with God and to our relationship with them. So even like the spiritual disciplines, reading your Bible, it's beneficial. Do you have to do it? No, but you get to and, yes, and right. you know it's going to help you. It's going to help you so much. Yes. Prayer, fasting, all these things. Let's talk about fasting. Well, I didn't want to get too far into that. <laughs> didn't did we do an episode on that?
1: I'm, really, I'm really good at or fasting. Do you, pre- you preached on it a while back. That's what
2: it was. I had to. You guys gave me the text, man. Yeah. You stuck me with it, and I had to do something. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we were hoping
1: you would learn something
2: from it. David. Yeah, we were hoping you would actually fast for once in your life after reading it. Didn't work. No. No. <laughs>
1: I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like again, going back to this, you know, difficult command of loving your enemies. Like, do, do you believe that that's good? That God said that. Yeah. That you honor your mother then, and father. Right, do you, yeah. you believe it's good?
2: Yeah. Of course, of course we don't. We don't think the, what is it? The seventh one's good, though, right? Right. <laughs> Which is what? I don't know. Which one's the Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one we play with, right? Fourth. Fourth? <laughs> is it? Is it that early? Yeah. All right. There you go.
1: Um, what do you think about? Uh, so I've heard. I don't know if this is if Luther said this, but I've heard it from more than one Lutheran. So I'm, I'm making an assumption that this is from Luther. Um, God doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. <laughs> Sounds so, like Ryan. <laughs> well, well, that's one of someone that I've heard it from. Yeah, but I've heard it from more than one Lutheran. So, mm-hmm.
0: so I think that the the there's truth in it. Um, but I think God delights in our good works. Yes I and mean, no. In, in in the same way that me as an earthly dad loves it when my kids are obedient, it pleases me. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. I love it when my kids want to do what pleases me. And I believe our Heavenly Father.
2: But you're not going to stop loving them if they Correct. don't. Correct.
0: Yeah. My, my love for them is unconditional. And rarely, rarely do they, you know, they didn't always do it. Yeah. But when they did, it was like, wow, you guys just, you know, that made me feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. And I can't help but think that our, our Heavenly Father loves it when we're obedient, when we for walk sure. in the ways that he's called us to walk in, yeah. but I, you know, you know, what, it, what it does for our neighbor.
1: I get the, I, I get the point of it. Right. Um, I sure. just don't fully agree with it. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, but one of the ways, you know, that we love God is by loving the things that God loves, right? And it's like yeah. God, God loves people. And so, you know, that's a defining mark of the Christian is that we love people. And the way that we love people is by exhibiting good works towards you know, the things and the people that God Well, and I would say about. our
0: neighbor needs our good works in, in regards to the t- testimony of Christianity yeah, and yeah. the claims of Christ. When we actually live the way Christ has called us to live, it matters. matters. You know? And yeah. when we don't, and we see it a lot these days, people that are naming the name of Christ but living deplorably, um, you know, it, it doesn't do us yeah, any favors, sense. you know, our testimony favors, or or give credence to Christianity and the claims of it. Yeah. So so the, our
1: neighbors need our good works yeah. in that regard. So, so not only are our, our our obedience, it's an act of worship, a reasonable act of worship in light of what Christ has done for us. Uh, like any act of worship, it's also an act of faith. Yeah. Right? When, when we engage in obedience to Christ, even in the times that we don't feel it, even in the times that, that it might not make sense to our natural mind, um, you know, we walk in obedience, in faith, and in worship to the God who's done for us everything, right? Um, and it's important that we understand that. Uh, Philippians 2, 12 to 13, here in the stretch. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Hmm. Now, this this is a little bit confusing at first read. W- work out your own salvation, but it's God who works in you. Right. Talk about that. Like, what is what is that? How do we reconcile those two statements? Work out your own salvation, but it's God who works read in you. Read it again. <laughs> Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. No, no, no. What's the first part? Is
2: that the whole thing you read?
1: Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. There you go. Even in my absence.
2: Yes. I think that has something to do. So now,
1: not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Yes. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. What do you you got for that?
2: The teacher's always in the room. (laughs) Right? So, like, at first, he's, he's talking about him when he's there with them, and then, like, there's this encouragement for when he's not there, right? Yeah. It's almost like when, when you were a kid and the teacher would leave the room for a second, yeah, yeah. like got called away, <laughs> and everyone would just start acting like right. a bunch of animals for a moment. Like That's kind of like the picture I get, right? But the fear and truth, like God's always there. The teacher never leaves yeah. the room, and he's the one who um, uh, who you have to do with. And, uh, uh, who's given you what you have to do with. So yeah, it's just, t- to me, that's kind of the idea of it is like, God is always present. Yeah. Um, and because he's always present, there should be an awe and a reverence yep. and a consideration of how you're, what you're doing and what you're not doing. And then there's the knowledge that God's the only one when we do walk in it, that's given it to us. So, yep. Yep. That's so good. Both, yeah. So both those things are,
0: I don't know if I'm off here, but maybe. Yes, Brent, um, you are. Let me give you the scenario. There's a lot of Christians we've run into in the past that almost look to you or me or you to be the functional discipler. And Paul's saying, you know, In my presence, in my absence, no. You need to be responsible totally at some point to work out. Sure, you know this is something that God has put on you. You get to you get to grow in Christ. It's it's up to you to do these things. You can't always have somebody lead you around and and make you do these things or make you grow in Christ. Or and so many people look to us to do that. I think they're hand in hand. And it's like no, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. God is working in you. God is there for you. He's you know like you said, the teachers. God's
2: given you what he what you need. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whether I'm there or not. Yeah. So I think they're hand in hand. I, th- I think when, I know that when I'm in the presence of certain people, they clean up a little bit, right? right? But I know that also there could be that proverbial like savior thing that goes on where they look to people they shouldn't be looking to. Um, and, and so I, th- I think it's all wrapped up together, what yeah. you're saying as well. well and as, we,
0: we like, need to yeah. encourage each other to grow in Christ. I mean, we need, we need each other in that regard. So that's yeah. a great thing. But at some point, I wish more people would take responsibility themselves yeah. for, for this gift that they have, you know, There's works that God's prepared you to walk in. There's there's growth that He wants you to to enjoy and have. And it's not it's really not always up to somebody else to to pursue that.
1: You need to pursue it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, that's good. And it's a comfort to us to know that 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 God is working in us as Christians, that God is working in it. Like it's not it doesn't rest on my shoulders. Doesn't mean that I don't have a part to play, but it doesn't rest on my. Doesn't rise or fall on on me, yeah. um, you know, to get it right or to get it wrong. That, that God is at work, and you know, elsewhere in Philippians, we're told that, that He who began a good work in us will will finish it. Yes. We'll see it through. That's the cool right. thing to me is like I can't I can't mess this up. I can do it the
0: easy way or the hard way. Yeah, but I can't mess it up if I'm truly in Christ. If if He has, you know, made me a new creation, I can't mess this up. But I would say. I can do it the easy way or the hard way. I, yeah. I can I can give I can operate in the means of grace that He's given me, um, and grow quicker. And you know, um, I can deny myself. I can take up my cross daily, and I can I can enjoy life in a whole different way. Yeah. I have all those options in front of me, or I can do it the hard way and just you know be selfish and ignore all the means of grace. And um, I you know unfortunately I see too many Christians doing that. Yeah. And a lot of it is because there isn't any urgency. There isn't sure. any anything really pressing them towards God. Well, a lot of them are
2: doing what we just read in Philippians. We're like, no matter where you are, whether you're with someone or alone, they're, they're, they're focused. They're not camped out on the person and work of Christ for themselves in their own life. They're, they're doing other things. And then they're, the Christian component, whether it be church or fellowship or whatever it is, just becomes a side note. It just becomes an option. Right. Like, they might tag that on to everything else they're doing, right? So yeah. the scales are are completely tipped to just living life like anybody else would. Right. And they're numbing, like, the reality of, you know, what, what should be the epicenter. Yeah. Well, of, I think for a lot of people,
1: you know, Christianity is something that they do. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Not so much something who they are. That's exactly right. And, exactly. Th- and that's where We're, we get it wrong. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. That's right. the indicative imperative argument again. Yep, yep. But I mean, if I were just to ask you guys, what propels you towards obedience more than anything else?
2: That I'm a pastor.
0: <laughs> guilt, guilt, that I have to have if, I, if I didn't have to do this, bro, <laughs> the guilt and shame yeah. that would come to The, if you the didn't, truth right? is,
2: like, we joke about it, but like, this is a grace of any pastor on their lives. It's yeah. like that there is more of a, res- we have a responsibility to be in these things and know these things. So it is harder for us. Sure to stray and to get sidetracked yeah. and to to numb this part of our lives. Like that that sure. is true. But um but it you know it's the gospel that, that keeps like I, 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 yeah. I become more and more like um as we grow in the in the grace and the knowledge of Christ, like there's depths to the gospel. And it's I, I would say it's just being fascinated with every new discovery right of depth. You know, you're plumbing the depths Absolutely. of what exactly Christ did for me that day, you know, and, and, you know, the three years prior and, and it just amazes me so much that it keeps me coming back. Yeah, I agree. It takes hold of
0: your heart in this way that you can't describe. I mean, when you think about who we are, a worm like me, that he went to the cross, suffered and died with me in view. Yeah. And 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 has given me this, you this, and his cross, given me this yep. inheritance yep. and this, no, you know, I'm ridiculous. an heir. I, I'm, I'm, I get, a, no say, you know, I mean, this just does something to propel me towards yep. worshipful obedience, yep. not not because of anything, that, you know, I'm already in. <laughs> he loves me. Yep. He proved me proved that to me by going to the cross. Yep. And yet now I get to I get to walk in obedience. That indicative uh, creates some imperatives. It does something. It yeah, does. Yeah, and if we don't if we don't get that right. You know, if we get the cart before the horse, now we end up with a workspace righteousness that's
2: going to just frustrate that's us. How, yeah. That's how quick it happens. <laughs> and it's easy to do. Yeah, it's yeah. really easy. Real yeah. easy to, to yeah. change Spots. This
0: is really what done. we talk about when we talk about the difference between a Christ-centered church and a man-centered church. Yeah, a man-centered church is going to focus on the imperatives. Yes, and what to do. You're, they're going to load you. If you do these you things, God will maybe accept you. Yeah, or give yeah. you a good life, prosper. You'll get you'll life. get money. You'll yeah. get you know those yeah. kinds of things too. Um, you'll earn more of God's favor, and yeah. He'll like you more, and yeah. you know He'll give you more, and all that kind of stuff. No, it's it ruins all, everything. It ruins everything. It's cart yeah. before the horse. Yep, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. it is. And at the end of the day, it's a false gospel. It's a false gospel. Yeah, it's false gospel. So, Amen. All right, anything else that we need to cover? Heck or, no. So or go on our way. Stop screwing around, man. So enjoy your standing Stop in Christ. Being done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, enjoy yeah. Who, who you are in Christ and what he's done. Yeah. Focus on that more. Even in the songs we sing, that's why we sing those songs.
2: That's why we care about the songs. That's why we, we care, sing. Sing. yeah. 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 All, all of it matters. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who
0: he is and what he's done is everything. It all matters. Yeah.
2: All right, when you guys want to pray for us, yeah, I'll do it. Lord God, thank you uh, that you have finished everything. And we also thank you that that what you accomplished on the cross for us, uh, is not empty. We thank you that, um, there's newness, uh, new things that we can walk in due to the new desires you've placed in our heart. And so we thank you for, um, being a God that dwells now with, uh, with your people that you care about, um, making sure that we get to the promised land as you guide us through the wilderness. And so we thank you for uh, your spirit, which overwhelms us with uh, truth and goodness, and even most of the time the strength to walk in things that are good for us. And so, uh, yeah, we thank you for uh, the texts that we read today and uh, the clarity that they give to us when it comes to these things in your name. Amen. 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 See everybody next week. Later.